in a packed hearing room, an emotional debate. Should the federal government pay billions of dollars in reparations to African Americans who are descended from slaves as a way to make amends for the atrocity of American slavery? Slavery is the original sin. Slavery has never received an apology. This hearing, the first on the issue in a decade, actor Danny Glover and Democratic Senator and presidential candidate Cory Booker making the case for reparations. But even before this hearing began, Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell weighing in and sparking controversy. I don't think reparations for something that happened 150 years ago for whom none of us currently living are responsible is a good idea. Uh, we've, you know, tried to deal with our original sin of slavery by fighting a civil war, by passing uh, landmark civil rights legislation. Uh, we've elected an African-American president. That touched a nerve. Writer Ta-Nehisi Coates firing back. For a century after the Civil War, black people were subjected to a relentless campaign of terror, a campaign that extended well into the lifetime of Majority Leader McConnell. This debate coming on the same day Vice President Joe Biden drew fire from fellow Democrats for his comments at a fundraiser last night, recalling a bygone era of civility in Washington. Biden spoke of two segregationist senators, saying of one Herman Talmadge of Georgia, one of the meanest guys I ever knew. You go down the list of all these guys. Well, guess what? At least there was some civility. We got things done. And Biden recalling the white supremacist Senator James O. Eastland of Mississippi. He never called me boy. He always called me son. Several of Biden's rivals in the campaign stunned by his comments, including Senator Kamala Harris. Welcome to the Unprocessed Knowledge Podcast. We are back. Excuse my my raspy voice. I got a bit of the sniffles, but we back from our hiatus, back from vacation. Let's go ahead and call this season two. I'm going to hit you guys with some consistent content. No more long layoffs. No more long breaks. I don't think. You know, we'll play a high go but hey they was down on capitol hill talking about the case for reparations the other day they've been talking about it for over 150 years they said every 10 15 years they sit down they talk about it let me know when you're gonna do something you can talk to you to your blue in the face um the time for talking is over either you're gonna do something or you're not black people we need tangibles one more comment i will have on that representative or majority leader mitch mcconnell you heard his comments he basically said you know i don't feel like uh we need to you know give reparations to no negras um and we we've done a lot for you for you black folks you know we fought a civil war we you know passed civil rights we gave, gave you a black president what more do you want black people you know what 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 more do you want from me right well how about you do this how about you give some of that money back all right america benefited off of 245 years of free labor slave labor built the wealth of america that's how america became the wealthiest country in the world so quickly because they had a non-competitive labor force for 245 years which built the wealth that's why they used to say cotton is king cotton the cotton plantation that america ran off slave labor financially fueled the country which everybody benefited from including the forefathers of mitch mcconnell if you are in america the wealth that was generated by slavery has benefited you the only people it has not benefited is black people slavery was legislated by the 
federal government and the federal government should be held responsible for its crimes and pay reparations from to the descendants of those who were mistreated and abused in the system of slavery. Foundational black Americans, Americans, descendants of slaves, however you want to call it, however you want to label us. A crime has been committed against our people and we need to be made whole. And in the court of law, how are you made whole? You must be recompensated for the injustice. So the only way to recompensate black people in America for the injustice that was done to us isn't isn't to, you know, pass over rights, pass over rights. We, we, we have God given rights. We should you, you should have never had to pass civil rights in the first place if you would have never took the rights away. Yeah, like the black president. All right, whatever. All right, black people, we still owe. See, they only play that game with us. They don't play that game with nobody else. All right. Uh, the Jewish people who suffered during the Holocaust, they got reparations and they deserve it. All right. They didn't play that game with them. They, they didn't say, oh, well, you know, we don't feel like we should cut a check for something. You know, we, we weren't responsible for, you know, the people, you know, the Nazis, they they've been dang gone. You know, Hitler, he's 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 done. He's he's been killed a long time ago. So let's just let bygones be No, nah. <laughs> they get a check. But they only play that game with black people. Um, it, it's, In my opinion, it's really a dog and pony show down on Capitol Hill. They're not serious. They'll sit down. They hold a hearing. They'll talk about it. They'll debate about it. They're not going to do anything about it. It's all just a distraction. Um, I don't take it seriously at all. I also think or I don't think it was a coincidence that they had this hearing on Juneteenth, Juneteenth, June the 19th. For those of you guys who don't know, Juneteenth is actually well, June the 19th. People call it Juneteenth for short. It's actually the oldest recognized celebration of the abolishment of slavery in america on june 19th 1865 a little over two months after the civil war was actually over union soldiers rode into galveston texas to inform the slaves that slavery is over and you guys are free you know of course the slave masters down in galveston texas they knew that but they didn't want to tell the slaves so the union soldiers had to ride in there and inform them that they was free and they did this on june 19th 1865 uh a little over two months after the Civil War was actually over. So that commemorated the day that slavery was actually ended completely in the United States. So that's why they celebrate that day and they call it Juneteenth. A lot of people didn't even know that Texas had slavery. Texas did have slavery. Mexico even had slavery up until 1829. They got rid of it in 1829. But yes, Mexico had slavery too. And don't let nobody fool you. They had slavery up in Canada as well. You can research that. Yes, Drake, him, him, his peeps up there, up north in Canada, they, you know, they had slavery as well. So yes, yeah, so global system all over North America. Uh, historically, black people, you have no friends. All we got is us. Don't look for nobody for any help. But that's not what today's show is about. Once again, you can catch the show on Spotify, iTunes, Google Play. You can follow me on Instagram at unprocess underscore knowledge. My latest work, Hypocrisy in America, the Veil of White Supremacy, is available on Amazon.com. Thanks, everyone, for supporting the show. A repost, like, comment on Instagram, tell a friend. That's all I'm asking. Just, just tell a friend. If you, if you like me, 
help support me. Word of mouth is the best promotion, especially for a broadcast like this. But let's get into what I really wanted to talk about today. Again, guys, please excuse the voice. I am feeling a little bit under the weather, but the show must go on. I was on break long enough. I couldn't wait to come back and share my thoughts with you guys. I did take a vacation. Me and my beautiful fiance, we did take a vacation. And today I wanted to talk about why you should travel. What is the importance of traveling? I think that it's important for everybody, especially if you're black, you live in America, you need to get out of the United States at least once a year. You need to go to a different country. You need to not only just rest, recharge, you know, the obvious things, right? Get away from work, get away from the daily stresses, take a break, take a vacation, go somewhere and try to relax yourself. Not just the obvious, but just going to a different atmosphere. I feel is important, uh, a, a different climate, a, a different time zone, you know, f- breathe, breathe different air, feel, feel what, what the sun feels like in, in, in a different place, experience what the what the terrain is somewhere different, experience a different culture. How, how do people live? How do people dress? How do people eat? What's you know, what are the school systems like down here? What's the education system like down here? How do people talk down here? How do people treat each other down here? Experience, uh, you know, different, a different ecosystem, different wildlife. That's with you know, different fruits, different vegetables. Uh, we went down to Costa Rica and, and down there, you know, the, the, the monkeys, the tropical birds, uh, the, the cockatoos, the iguanas and, and the lizards. That's like a normal thing. Huge iguanas and lizards. They just run around all day long. It's, it's, it's normal. Tropical birds. They just fly around all over the place. It's normal. You know, I live on the East Coast. I'm not used to seeing things like that. Maybe if you're in a different part of the, of the states, you know, maybe if you're in Arizona or, or Florida or New Mexico, you're used to seeing things like that. But, you know, here in the East Coast, that's just not what I'm used to. It was very refreshing to, to just be in a different vibe, to just be in a different atmosphere to recharge and just observe how other people live outside of the United States. Now the United States has its problems. And if you're a fan of this podcast, you know, we've talked about, I have vehemently and openly (laughs) and almost on every broadcast talked about the problems that I feel that the United States has, has that need to be fixed that should be fixed that deserve correction but when you go to under other countries i'll use my own experience for for examples i've, I've noticed how other people live um, when we went to a few years back i'm gonna go backwards my first time ever going out the country i went to jamaica i, I noticed how uh, other people lived in, in jamaica not too far from the resort I, you ran right into a shanty town, not too far from, from the resort. I was in Montego Bay, so I seen how other people were living. Now, down in Jamaica, a lot of people, they do still live off the land. A lot of them uh, you know, are fishermen. They, the ocean's right there, so seafood, you know, fruits and vegetables, having your own wildlife, that's still a thing. But the economic resources aren't there like they are in, in Jamaica, so people... Not everyone, of course, but a lot of people live very modestly. I noticed that. I also noticed that 
places where, especially all over the Caribbean and places like Costa Rica that have a, tourist destinations, that have large resorts, they also depend on tourism to sustain the economy. So a lot of a lot of people, they depend on these resorts. They depend they depend on people taking vacations for their economic life support really a lot of people you know they depend on these resorts they depend on people coming down there spending money going on excursions souvenirs the food industry the transportation industry the hospitality industry it's really big in places like this and when you put it in the context of oppression i really thought about this and i think that's really by design places like hawaii as well um, check out the book The Great White Flood. That was written by a Hawaiian professor, by the way. She breaks down how, you know, Native Hawaiians, they can't stand how Europeans dominated their island and turned it into a tourist location. And now they're basically treated as second class citizens and, you know, in their own homeland. Uh, the Great White Flood, check that out. I believe one of the people who, they, who she studied and uh, whose mentality that she adopted was that of the late great minister malcolm x but i digress when i really sat back and i thought about it a lot of these uh, places all over the caribbean and hawaii that are big tourist resorts you know parts of mexico cancun of course they not only depend on these big resorts and the hospitality industry for their economy that's really done by design because if you look where all these resorts are placed, they're placed mostly in remote areas, like away from the major cities. Like Montego Bay is about six, maybe between seven and eight hours from Kingston, which is the capital of Jamaica, which is a major city. Where I was at in Costa Rica, it was about eight hours from San Juan, which is the capital of Costa Rica, which is a major city. So they put these resorts and these lavish vacation spots away from the major cities, all on, on the coast, all on, on the beaches, secluded by themselves so that the people that live in and around these surrounding areas, the only economic opportunities they really have are tied to these resorts, right? They're tied to people going on vacations. They're tied to people wanting to rent cars and eat out and shop buy souvenirs go zipline and horseback riding atvs you know swim with the dolphins whatever whatever they you know they make money off tourism and when you really sit back and think about it um if you've been out the country if, if you've been to all-inclusive resorts if you really the ones i've been to when you really look around i can honestly say over 80 percent of the people that are at these resorts are white americans a lot of people from the south go to these resorts man we met like a lot of people from texas every time we go out of town or out the country we meet a lot of people from the south you hear those southern accents and, you know big families but about 80 percent 80 80 80 to 85 white folks from the states most of them from the south on vacation and they they fill up these resorts so i'm sitting back and i'm looking at this and i'm really thinking about it and i'm like wow the economy in these places, they are really depending on white people from America to come down here and give them their money. 
And when you really sit and pay attention, everything that these resorts do are really catered to the taste of white people from America. The music, the food, the different excursions, what they teach. Um, when we was in Jamaica, they was trying to sell me uh, an, uh, an excursion on uh, Bob Marley. You know, you get on a bus, you take a tour. They teach you all about Bob Marley, you know, where he grew up, where he lived. They show you his house, you know, this uh, a big thing on Bob Marley, basically. So I was asking, no, no disrespect to Bob Marley. I'm not, you know, he, he's cool. But when I was in Jamaica, I was really asking about Marcus Garvey. I was asking her, hey, are there any tours on Marcus Garvey? You know, what, you know, what, what do y'all have on Marcus Garvey? And everybody that I asked acted like they didn't know who Marcus Garvey was. Just as a true story. Now, I'm in Jamaica. I'm on the resort. I'm on vacation. I'm talking to people who work at this resort. These are resident. <laughs> these are native Jamaicans. All right. These aren't white people working on the resort. These are native Jamaicans working on the resort. And everybody is like, well, Marcus Garvey, I don't know who that is. Marcus Garvey, I don't know who that is. So I'm getting frustrated. I'm scratching my head. So the third person, literally the third person I talked to who was a a, a, a female, she's trying to sell me this bot, this uh, thing on Bob Marley. So I'm asking about Marcus Garvey. And she was like, whoa, Marcus Garvey, who's that? So I get frustrated and, you know, I press a little bit harder and I press and, you know, I just keep asking questions. And she finally, you know, gets gets sick of me. And she says, look, of course, I know who Marcus Garvey is. He's a national hero. Everybody in Jamaica knows who Marcus Garvey is, but we don't have any tours on Marcus Garvey. We can't sell you anything on Marcus Garvey. So that's why when you ask about Marcus Garvey, we just pretend like we don't know who that is because we're trying to sell you Bob Marley. Because if we don't sell you this tour on Bob Marley, we don't make any money because I believe they get like a, some type of commission on how many people they can get to sign up for these tours that are like, you know, a few hundred dollars. So I was like, oh, OK, you know, that that makes sense. And I really thought about it. And I'm like, huh. The only reason you guys really don't offer anything on Marcus Garvey isn't because people wouldn't be interested in it. It's because white folks don't want to want to go on no tour about Marcus Garvey. <laughs> white people don't want to see where, you know, the home of Marcus Garvey and t what he stood for, even though he is a national hero in Jamaica. Y'all know who he is. Y'all know what he did. Y'all know what he stood for. White people don't care anything about that. But they would spend some money to, to learn something about Bob Marley. Huh. Interesting further evidence when i was oh when i when, also when we were in jamaica we were laying on the beach and they had a dj and he was playing different type of music you know top 40 hits you know he was just playing top 40 hits this was a few years back but he played a beyonce song a beyonce song came on you know you know when nobody he would with no foul language with no cuss words or anything going on you know and, you know it was kind of like a family spot but a white woman walked up to the dj and was furious and she got in his face and told him to turn that mess off because she did not want to hear that type of music on her vacation now mind you she's not the only person at the at the resort she's not the only person on the beach no one was complaining about the song but her but when she got up and complained the dj he turned the song they're in the hospitality business they aim to please you know they don't want no smoke with the guests but that was further evidence that white people understand even in a foreign country they are in control if she if a white person says turn that mess off i don't want to hear it it's being turned off you know she doesn't care that you know there's hundreds maybe even you know or maybe you know hundreds of people at the resort there's a ton of people at this resort there's a ton of people on the beach there's a ton of people listening to this music the one thing came on that she didn't want to hear <laughs> oh no turn that off immediately go back to the <laughs> go back to the 
safe you know safe listening music that's that's good for me i didn't want it i don't want to hear that negro mess turn that niggers off another thing i noticed while we were in costa rica we had got a private transport we spent a few extra dollars just to get a private transport if you're black on vacation if you ever go off the resort go on the tour i I recommend just spending the couple extra bucks get a private transport so we got a driver and we had a a tour guide and you know the tour guide he's telling us all about the the local wildlife the local zoology he's telling us about the history of costa rica um it's just me and my fiance um you know two black people from america so I, I just start asking a few questions so he opens up a little bit and he talks about you know how they got their independence from spain uh side note costa rica will be celebrating their bicentennial their 200 200th independence uh, i believe september 15th of this year they independence from spain uh you know he talked about how the spanish came over there and they, they colonized them you know everybody speaks spanish in south america because they was colonized by the spain most people are catholic because the Spanish brought Catholicism and, you know, the original people of Costa Rica, they lost their original language. They lost their original spirituality. They lost their original culture. They lost their original customs because they were colonized. And I was thinking to myself, hmm, this story sounds familiar. He also went on to tell us on how in Costa Rica they have what they call native Costa Ricans, which, which are pretty much similar to Native Americans. Um, down there, they have like a re- reservation that they live on. Like nobody's allowed to hunt on their land. Nobody's allowed to live on their land ex- except them, the people that are considered native C- Costa Ricans. Um, I looked it up. Basically, the native Costa Ricans, they're people who trace their roots to, you know, the original people that were there before uh, Spanish influence. Um, if you look it up, it says Spanish as well as African influence. That's how they they, they phrase it. And if you also look up a picture of them, the native Costa Ricans seem to have a little bit more melanin um, in them. They seem to be a little bit more more darker. Uh, that I didn't know. But one interesting thing he told me is that the native Costa Ricans, they really have a slight uh, attitude. Like they don't get along with with everyone else in uh, who lives in Costa Rica. Like they, they look at them like they're a little bit different. And I suspect that has something to do with they know that you know and they could tra- trace their lineage back to the native people and the rest of y'all you guys were intermingled with the spanish so you know we're we're <laughs> we're we're the real costa ricans and you guys are the descendants of the uh, oppressors so that's probably where, where that attitude and where that where that divide comes from i'm assuming and but Another thing I learned is that the currency in Costa Rica, I believe they call them Columbus, Columbus. I'm probably cutting that up, but it's named after Christopher Columbus. They named their currency after Christopher Columbus, and they actually know the real history of Christopher Columbus. All right. They know he was not, they know what he really did. They know that he did not discover anything. They know that he terrorized and colonized and destroyed their people and that made me realize that down there in other countries, their educational system is not whitewash, right? They teach their people the truth. Like down, down in Costa Rica, they teach their people the truth about Christopher Columbus and Spanish colonization and us fighting for our freedom. And this is who we are. It's more of a national pride. So since it's more of a national pride, hey, we're all Costa Ricans. This is us. This is who we are. Um, it's an incentive to teach people the truth down there. Up here in America, 
America has a white supremacy problem. I mean, it's a melting pot, but it's a melting pot that's unequal. And the education system I've been talked about before, it, the, the well has been poisoned. So they're not going to teach you the truth. They're not going to teach you your true history. They're going to misinform you on purpose. I feel like when you go to un- other countries, even though they say the education system may not be as better as America, even though they say that, I feel like they're more informed when it comes to their history, their real history. But I feel like talking to uh, our guy doing our private transport, you know, we, we, we had the guy all day. We were with the guy like eight, nine hours because, you know, we, we had I'm not going to get into it. But we just did a lot of running around that day. I honestly believe that, you know, if I was in a group, maybe a transport of 15, 20 people, you know, only maybe five or six black folks, the rest white people from America, they wouldn't have been comfortable enough to open up and tell the the truth about how they really feel. Right. They wouldn't have been as comfortable enough to, to talk about the colon, the colonial Spanish colonialization, Christopher Columbus, you know, them fighting for their independence, them that they're losing their identity through colonialism. They wouldn't have been comfortable enough to really go into that because white people don't want to hear that. And when you black on vacation, that's something you really got to pay attention to. Don't just, uh, uh, you know, of course, relax, of course, enjoy yourself, of course, have have a good time, but observe your surroundings and observe how European influence and systematic racism is still a global system. It's still affecting you even on vacation. It's still affecting you from from learning as much as you could learn because white people aren't interested in it. If white people are interested in it and they can't make any money off of it by selling it to white folks. You're going to have to dig for it. Just just think about that. Even in another country on a resort, the the self-interest of white people in America come first. It dictates everything that goes on down to how, whether the resort is located, what you do in the resort, what you see, what you don't see, what you hear, what you don't hear, what you eat, what you don't eat, what activities are available now you they have some resorts that are party resorts you have some resorts that are party resorts all over the place they're party resorts because they're designed to attract young college age white kids who are going to come down there and spend and spend all their money to party that's what that's who they're designed to attract cruises they're the same way if a, if it's a family cruise it's designed for a white family if it's a party cruise it's, the, it's designed for college white kids <laughs> But, hey, I'm not going to keep y'all too long. I'm back. This is the Unprocessed Knowledge Podcast. Traveling while black. I still recommend all you guys do it. All you guys, you got to get out the country at least once a year. Relax. Enjoy. Learn. Think. Soak it up. Thanks a lot, guys. Catch y'all next time. See ya. Out of here.